The message you're about to listen to is by Reverend Dr. Femi Olaleye of Oikea Christian Center. Remain blessed as you listen. All right, now we're going to be focusing on honor today. Honor. 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 Proverbs chapter number three. And verse 9. Honor. Instrumentalist. You are in the service. Proverbs 3 and verse 9. Can we read one to go? It says what? Honor the Lord with thy what? And with the what? First fruits of all thine increase. Hmm. Remember we talked about last week that there are doctrines. There are, how would I put it? There is a principle Every doctrine has a principle and has a what? A practice. Remember that? I remember, remember that. There's a principle and there is a what? There's a practice. So, for example, tithing has a principle and it has a what? And has a practice. So, for example, in the Old Testament, tithing was compulsory. Under the Old Testament, it was compulsory, all right, to the nation of Israel. The tithe was a tax. It was a 10% tax, personal income tax, that every Jew had to pay to the treasury so that there will be food in God's house. That's the practice. Praise God. But the principle behind tithing is honor. You see that? Are you seeing that? Why? Because the first time a tithe was paid, it was paid by who? Abraham, all right, to Melchizedek. Alright? Wasn't paid, it was given. Alright? Payment is a compulsion. Giving is an act of worship. Are you seeing this? Alright? Um, Abraham had gone and fought against five kings. Alright? There are five kings had actually gone against Sodom and Gomorrah and taken his nephew, Lot, captive. So, um, Abraham went with 318 servants and was able to defeat the five kings. Praise the Lord. And after defeating the five kings, he took all the spoils and took all the people back. On his way coming back, he meets, what is his name? Melchizedek, the priest of Salem, on the road coming back. Then Melchizedek blessed him, and Abraham gave him what? Tithes of all. Now, the tithes that Abraham gave Melchizedek was tithes of the spoils, was not tithes of what Abraham himself owned. Because remember, Abraham had not gotten home. He was just coming back from what? A battle. But that act of tithing was honor. The principle was to honor Melchizedek. He gave him a tent. Praise the Lord. So in the New Testament, the practice has changed. In that in the New Testament, there is no law of tithing. That says if you don't pay tithes, your devourers like Malachi 3 verse 9 and 8. You understand that? All right? So that means that because the practice has changed, we revert back to the principle. What is the principle? The principle is what? Honor. So that means when you are giving, you are giving because of what? Because of what? Remember, when Abraham gave tithes to Melchizedek, there was no law of tithing. You see this? There was no what? There was no law of tithing. It was not compulsory to give tithes. But Abraham gave it 
out of honor for the priests, Melchizedek. Glory to God. So you see, that is why whenever we teach anything, when we violate, even though we, are, we can be correct on the practice, on our teaching on the practice, but if you are incorrect on the principle, you will teach that doctrine wrong. Are you following what I'm saying? You can be right on the practice, but if you are incorrect with the principle, you can teach that doctrine wrong. So you can have somebody say, all right, everyone that is paying tithe is a fool, or everyone that collects tithe is a thief, don't pay tithe, don't pay tithe. That person may be sounding correct, quoting the right scriptures about the practice, but the, where the person is missing it is the principle. The principle of what? Honor. Honor. Because what honor is, what does honor mean? The word honor is taken from the Hebrew word kabod. 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 Everybody say kabod. Kabod means glory. Another word for it is glory. The, word, the Hebrew word for glory and honor is the same. It means glory. It means weight. It means reverence. That's what it means. It means glory. It means weight. It means reverence. Hallelujah. I want to ask you a question. So you understand what I'm saying. Afis, what's the name of your best friend? Hmm? A guy or a girl? A guy. Now, if blessing comes in here, right? Now, just hold on for a moment. If blessing comes in here, all right? You know, my guy, what's up? How you doing, you know? Right? He's your best friend. You're familiar with him. Is that correct? You're cool with him. You're familiar with him. You get But if, say, Pastor Deboe comes in to this place, you know, first of all, if he comes in, everybody, one of us, even including me, the way our body will be moving, it will not be normal. You understand? Because we'll be wondering, how should we stand? What is the appropriate way? We don't want to. Do you know why? What's going on? What is going on? is that we have reverence and honor as he regards him. Because his presence, his weighty to us. Are you following what I'm saying? Are you following what I'm saying? Okay, for example, um, uh, uh, Emmanuel Okonta, do you watch football? Who, who's your best? Messi or Ronaldo? Who's your guy? Messi. All right, good. Now, think for a moment. Congratulations, you want something. Now, <laughs> now, now, I want you to think, think for a moment, right? That Messi came to stay in your house. He told you he was coming to spend the night in your house. Would the preparation you make in your house be the same? No, will it be? You're going to scrub every inch. You invite a cleaning service. Glory to God. To, ah, let's clean everywhere. You understand? You look at your television and watch it. Ah, this TV is not internet. Can you watch Netflix on this thing? You, you understand? What's going on? You find his presence. What? With you. That you have to make preparations and adjustments because he's coming. Are you getting this? So what he's saying here when he says, honor the Lord. He says, consider the Lord. Have reverence for him. Consider his agenda and his instructions weighty to you. So he says, honor the Lord with thy substance. So when he says, honor the Lord with thy substance, and with the first of that increase, what he's talking about here is that in your material things, Regard him as number one. Praise the Lord. Regard him as number one. Do you know why this instruction is there? Because there is a tendency for men to forget God when things are going well. Deuteronomy chapter 8. The children of Israel made that mistake. 
If you look at our scripture, you see that. Look at in Deuteronomy chapter 8, Moses, in speaking to the children of Israel, he said, Hey, listen, when you get into the land, eh, don't go there and because you begin to see abundance, now forget where the abundance came from. Should we see it? Do you want to see it? Deuteronomy chapter 8. Let us start reading from verse 9. Some people are good givers when they earn 100k. You know why? They are giving, hoping that God will open the floodgates. Abby? Oh God, bring uh, provision. You understand? But when they now begin to earn like 2 million, 3 million, you now find that that same fellow begins to rationalize. Dig it. It's because of this thing. People usually tend to forget God. The most more of his blessings they get. The way and the practice to ensure you don't forget is by honoring him day by day, step by step. Because if you don't do that, your heart will forget. I'm telling you to forget. I have met many Christian people who were devoted, all right, and committed at one point or the other. But the moment abundance came, their story changed. That is why when you are small, practice honor. So that when you become big, you still remain small in, God, in your eyes. Oh. Because honoring God is that act of ensuring that you acknowledge in your consciousness that you are still smaller than him. That you need him. Those step, bit, step by step, bit by bit honoring that you do day by day. Is a daily practice that keeps you where you should be. Because the moment you try to step into where God is, you will be cut to size. Praise God. God is not the one that will cut you. It's just that it's not a position you are meant for. Are you following what I'm talking about? Look at Deuteronomy chapter 8. It says, a land wherein thou shalt eat bread without scarceness. Thou shalt not lack anything in it. A land whose stones are iron, and out of his eels thou mayest dig grass. So he's talking about the land. What did we say the land was in the New Testament? Um, this thing is what? The spirit within, right? But let us just read it like this. Look at verse 10. It now says, when thou hast eaten and art full, then thou shalt bless the Lord thy God for the good land which he had what? So that means that when you have eaten and you are full, who are you supposed to honor? Are you honoring yourself? No. You are to honor him in words. Thy God, thy God for the good land which he has given thee. Verse 11. He says, Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God in not keeping his words, in not keeping his what? His commandments and his what? Judgment and his what? Which I command thee this day. Next verse, 12. Lest when thou hast eaten and art full, and hast built what? Goodly houses, and dwelt what? Therein. 13 now says. Look at it. Next verse. And when thy heads and thy flocks multiply, and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied, and all that thy house is multiplied. 14. What does it say? It says, Then thy heart be what? Lifted up, and thou forgets the Lord thy God, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of what? Bondage. Next verse. It now says, Who led thee through the great and terrible wilderness, wherein were fiery serpents and scorpions and drought, where there was no water, who brought thee forth water out of the rock of flint? 
Next, 17. It now says, 17 says what? And thou say in thy heart. See that? My power and the might of my hand had gotten me this world. Oh, it's because I studied. Oh, it's because I wrote this exam. Oh, it's because I worked hard for my boss. Yes, there's a place on principle of hard work. But please, eh, listen to me. No matter how hard you work, when you are getting successful, do you know what you should be doing? In all your success, give glory to God. Let me tell you why. It is for your own good. It is for your heart's sake. Are you following what I'm saying? You see, because the way your heart, when I'm talking about heart, I'm not talking about the muscular, this thing. I'm talking about your nature, your spirit, your mind is, is that the more you point to yourself, the more corrupt you will end up. You are not made and designed to point to yourself as the primary reason for your success. Because no matter how you are rising, somebody is the one actually lifting you up. Are you following what I'm talking about? Are you following what I'm talking about? Because there are many other people that have worked out as you and have not gotten results you've gotten. Praise God. Let me tell you a story. <laughs> you must... I'm going to make this message very, very simple. Practice that, that principle of acknowledging God in everything. Praise God. A, a lady ran in an athletic meet in America. She came first. Praise God. And they were like, wow, what have you? Because she's going for the Olympics. She said, oh, all right. He said, she said, seasons comes and goes. He said, I want to thank the Lord because seasons comes and goes. Records are made and are broken, but the glory of God is eternal. Do you understand? Which means in her success, who did she make the focus? God. God. Man was not designed to carry the weight of praise. Man was designed to praise a being other than himself. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. The man who is going to continually go forward is the one that is able to give the glory to someone other than himself. God, grow and thrive in the shadows. Let God be the focus. Learn this thing I'm telling you. Grow and thrive in the shadows. Who should be the focus? God. A miracle happened. All praise be to God. Hallelujah. He said, and thou say in thy heart, my power and the might of my hand had gotten me what? This wealth. Look at 18. He now says, 18. Paul, Moses now brings them back. He said, but thou shalt remember. Why does he say thou shalt remember? Because it is, you are very likely, it is easy to forget. Easy to forget. It's easy to forget God. Forget to pray when you're having a great day. When your life is great. You are this morning in Egypt. Next morning in Dubai. Praise God. You know that so far, our friends are like that. I'm in Dubai one moment. The next moment, my wife wants us to go to... See, in, my, in, in, in the two boat of us. 
between the two both of us, eh, me and my wife, there's anybody that likes to move around, it's my wife. Me and me hear me, I can say one place for till Jesus comes. She doesn't do anything. But my wife, oh boy, I thank God I married her. Because, because of her, I've seen life. You understand? Yeah. <laughs> We have done tour of restaurants on the island. You understand what I'm talking about? My wife, she knows all of them. You know, you get. But you see, there's some somewhere. Oh, in Los Angeles. Before you know, it's in Texas. Before Instagram. So I'm just living a life. Living a life. So you find out that it's not difficult to pray. What are you praying about? When you are growing, you are praying against the enemy from your father's house. Every devil, die by fire. Now there's no the devils have gone. You are married now. Praise God. People could cook the food now. Amen. You know, before you were always complaining. Now you have chef. You are complaining. Go to the market now. Someone goes for you. You understand? So your prayers are not long any longer. Amen. You understand? Tongues are, they flow. They don't flow long anymore. Listen to me. When your life is like that, that abundance makes you forget, it means that you really never had God first. I was listening to a message by Bishop David Oedepo. That message got me thinking and it really touched me. Let me tell you what happened. Bishop David Oedepo said they just bought a new private jet. New private jet. And he said, after they bought it, the word of the Lord now came to him and said, You are not to travel out of Nigeria until further notice. Ah, he said, Sorry, what? You just told us to buy that jet. Now you are saying we should not travel until further notice. He said, even Lomeya, Togo, you are not to go there. Stay in Nigeria until further notice. You see, you must understand something. Listen, there is a level of work with God you have that no matter the billions of dollars you have, he is boss. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. He is what? Boss. Boss. Where the limit of what you can do or not do is based on what the boss says. There are many of you that God forbid some particular type of prosperity enters your hand. It will destroy you. The man that has not learned to put God first when he's small will not put God first when he's big. Which means that principle and practice of putting God's first is something you train yourself in now because if you don't when the goodies of this life come it will distract you and you will forget praise the Lord it will, you will forget while we are coming today no, I will go through some scriptures I just you know, want to make sure the message you can get you get it while we are coming today so myself and my wife she surprised me so, I don't know why because my birthday is coming, but babe, this is my birthday gift too. He just bought this earlier. So she got she <laughs> she got some Nike shoes, some Nike. Um, listen, no, so <laughs> so she got us matching Nikes, right? All right. Now, when once I wore mine, 
and my wife wore hers as we're coming, we're coming in and all. My son, Jason, saw it and refused to wear his sandal. He refused. No, like he outrightly refused. I'm not wearing that. I want to wear what you're wearing. So he now said, so my wife said, okay, go and wear what you want to wear. So he went out and went to get my own wife's other running shoes. White running shoes. It was not his size. It was not his size. And he was crying. Oh, man, oh, it's so bad. So we allowed him to bring it in the car. But he couldn't wear it. Some of you, that's your story with God. You are crying to wear shoes of prosperity that you have not grown up to feel. If you have it, it will destroy you. It will kill you. You will say what you are not supposed to say. Praise the Lord. I'm telling you. There are some of you, if $10 million hit your account like this, you won't listen to me anymore. Why are you late? All of a sudden, that question becomes an insult. Before, oh, Pastor, I'm so sorry. You understand? You didn't have money then. <laughs> but now, so, you see, some people are not humble. They are poor. <laughs> I'm telling you. They are not humble. They are poor. They are not humble. They got no options. No options. The question now is, if that level of prosperity comes to you, will God remain number one or become an option? Are you in church here using God to get ahead? So that when you get what you want, you relegate him to the back. All of a sudden, you now be things like, I don't like going, I was one lady, she put something on social media. She has made money, she's rich now. So she's talking rubbish, you know. And she's talking into a very nice place, pretty way. She, said, I, she was saying, I don't know where I'm, I'm, I'm. She was saying, I, I, I don't think I, I, I flow with the regular, regular church, you know, services. That she doesn't flow with it. No, not that. You know now, you, when you have money. She said, she said now, she, 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 she likes that serene environment when she's just talking to God, you know. Uh, yeah, she's talking to God, and the, you know she picks the worship music with her sound system. She feels closer to God that way. You, you understand what I'm talking about? Why? Because you see, to her, going to church is about her. Oh my God! You see, you don't understand. As a baby Christian, when you come to church, you come for you because you're a baby. But as you grow in Christ. You now find out that you are there for you, yes, but you are also there for what? Others. Praise God. You are also there for others. Then you bring others with you to church. So you now begin to learn responsibility. Your vision is no longer my own peak. If the blessings come, will God be number one? Amen. I said, if the blessings come, will God be number one? When the blessing of visa come, would you consider service to God, the kingdom, in your travel? Or will you say, anywhere, I don't care, so far I'm out of this country. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Are you listening to what I'm telling you? Everybody say honor. Everybody say honor. I said say honor. Very important. And honor is a practice. You see, when you do things out of honor to God, it does something to your heart. It does something to your heart. It keeps it tender. He keeps you at a place where the Spirit of God can give you instructions and you would obey. Hallelujah. That's what he does. He keeps you that way. Where you're, oh, hallelujah. There are many Christians the Spirit of God speaks to, they no longer hear. He's talking, but they don't ever hear. Because you see, one thing about the Spirit of God is that the Spirit of God never stops talking to the believer. But when the believer chooses never to obey, their heart becomes callous. And it becomes what? Hardened. They cannot hear! And you don't get there overnight. No! You get there over time. Over time. Over time. What is the, the opposite of honor? Is dishonor, Abby? But you see, what does dishonor look like? Remember what we said honor is cardboard, right? It means to be what? Weighty. To be what? Reverence. To be heavy in your eyes. Are you following what I'm talking about? So, for example, when he says honor the Lord thy God in Proverbs chapter 3, he's saying let him be weighty and heavy in your eyes. Praise God. Such that you bring the first thing that comes out of the earth to him. Praise God. So that means you cannot separate honor from giving. Did you hear what I said? You cannot separate what? Honor from giving. Everybody who is talking against giving in church is talking from a place of dishonor. Let me, that's the truth. They don't see the gospel as something important to give to. So they dishonor the gospel. Because the person that gives in church gives out of honor for the work of God. Are you seeing this? Are you seeing this? So a man goes and says, ah, this is my church. Okay, I'm going to build a church building, then hand it over to pastor. For You understand? What has happened? The work of ministry is weighty in his eyes. Such that that weight that the work of ministry has in his eyes, he expressed it how? By building a church. But dishonor means that instead of the thing to be weighty, it is lightly esteemed in your eyes. It means nothing. Praise God. I was looking at some a video. Um, there's this dedication by Luba in her church. They just did an auditorium, some sort of bigger place than what they were in in the same land. I, I was supposed to go for that meeting, but, but I was very busy this week, so I couldn't go. So I watched some, you know. So Bishop Oyedeko was around. And Bishop Oyedeko came and, and all. And some of the ministers that were friends of Pastor Godman went to greet Bishop Oyedeko. Do you know when they went to greet him? None of them were talking to him standing up. They went on their knees and were talking to him. What's what, that posture? Eh? Says that this man here is not my mate. By age, by labor and ministry, 
by everything. This man is not what? So, so that everybody in this arena is not confused. I'm on my knees. Yes, where does that? How are you doing, You understand? And they crawled to the mama. Now, in the world, when they look at that, they will say, This is what is wrong with you in Africa. You have. Yeah, uh, 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 uh. Hear me, yo. you see, eh? there's no democracy in the realm of the spirit, though. They don't vote, oh. Ah. <laughs> in this kingdom, honor is what we raise you. One day I went to give me to my pastor. One day I saw you see that. I always saw you see to him at the beginning of the year and some other times. When I went to meet him. I wanted to give me I went to my knees. I was in church. Everybody, they know me there. I just went to my knees. And everybody, ah, Pastor Femi. Oh, my knees, Pastor, pray for me. My, my pastor is a very. I said, ah, Pastor, I'm on my knees. Pray, oh. I can't receive his standing. You see, because if I'm standing, praise God, I can't receive from my equal. Amen? For something to flow down, it needs to flow along a gradient. Amen? See, are you seeing my right? It has to flow along what? A gradient. So, for you to receive from somebody, that person needs to be above you. Amen? Some of you may, because before I was, I didn't understand honor. I didn't understand, I didn't get it. But when I got it, by the grace of God, the finances of this church, one year like this, you guys, we did it at the partners meeting. It grew by, how many percent was it? I don't even know. Is it 200? I don't know, but it grew, Sha. It has been 100, 200 percent. You understand? It's honor. Life is spiritual. And honor is a principle in the kingdom of God. Everybody say honor. Everybody say honor. Everybody say honor. That's it, honor. Honor. Glory to God. So what did we say honor is? It is to what? To revere. Right? Talk to me now. It is to revere. What else did we say it is? Eh? To be weighty. To be heavy in your eyes. Let the things of God be weighty and heavy in your eyes. Now, one thing about honor is this. Honor guards your utterances. Now, you see, there's honor in, honor in what you say and what you do and what you don't say and what you don't do. Praise God. I said praise God. Praise God. What you say... And what you do, and what you don't say, and what you do. Because of time, I will just talk about it. Next week, I will give you a lot of scriptures. I hope that's fine. So, with honor, you honor the Lord. You give him your first waking moment. Remember we said that last week. You wake up first, what do you do? You pray. Angels of God are around you, they are watching you. So angels know those who honor the Lord and those who don't. They do. The realm of the spirit will respond differently to a man who walks in honor and a man who doesn't. I'm telling you this from experience. And from the word. The Bible says, Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and he will what? Glory to God. I said glory to God. I'm telling you that. Honor. Oh, waking moments you spend it with the Lord. There was a man in scripture, all right, uh, what's his name now? Cornelius, Acts of Apostles chapter 10. 
that man always honored the Lord even though he was not born again. What was the end result? An angel of the Lord paid him a visit. Because honor attracts angelic attention. It does. Honor. Because God is looking for honor on the earth. You check it. God will not bypass a man or a woman walking in honor. Because honor is an expression of faith. It's an expression of faith. This honor is an expression of unbelief. So you honor the Lord. The waking moment, spending with Him. The instructions He gives you, you obey it. Let, listen to me. Listen to me. God gave Israel the promised land by promise. The promise to Abraham. But they took it by instruction. Did you hear what I said? Did you hear what I said? They were given by promise. But they only took possession by instruction. There are many of you that know what the word says about you, but you do not have or you are not very conscious and aware of the leading of the Spirit of God on a daily basis to receive the requisite instruction per day to take it, to take the land, to walk into the manifestation. Instructions are key. David never lost a battle because he always received instruction before everyone. You cannot copy the instruction given to somebody else. That instruction must be given to you. That is why you will not be able to win without a close relationship with the Holy Spirit. And instructions only come to that man or woman that has a lifetime of honor. Because with honor, you give reference to the Lord in that you give him your waking moments, you give him your time to pray, you give him time to read the word. That's number one. Number two, you honor God's men. What did I say? Honor what? God's men. Because you see, if God puts his spirit and grace on someone, you cannot say you are honoring God and dishonoring the vessel. You can't do that. No, you can't do that. You need to honor God's men. You must never lightly esteem them. Listen. You cannot receive of the grace of God upon a man of God beyond your level of honor for that man. You can't. Because your level of honor for that man will determine what you tell him, will determine how you approach him, and will determine how you receive from him. Don't forget, in Mark 5, a woman with the issue of blood, without Jesus' knowledge, received from him because she honored him. She said the, she heard he was a Messiah. Then she received him as a Messiah. And because she received him as a Messiah, she said in her heart, then touched the hem of his garment, and she was healed. Hallelujah. Honor. That's honor. You can't lightly esteem God's men. Listen to me. One of the things the devil does when he wants to wreck believers' life is that he puts them in that position of rebellion against 
a man on whom God's grace is for a purpose. That's what he do. He will just put you in offense. Yeah, go against this person. That's what he will do. Remember Absalom. Don't forget. Absalom. What was Absalom? Absalom was David's third son. David's third son. Absalom had rights. Absalom, if you check it, if you look at it naturally, they, he had every reason to be offended. Do you know what David permitted? David, the first son, Amnon, raped Absalom's sister. Tamar. Raped her. Now, the, according to the law of Moses, there were prescribed laws as to what to be done to Amnon. David did nothing. He didn't do anything. And that Amnon, if David died, would have been king. So Absalom said, ah, so he can rape my sister because he's crown prince. And I'll be looking like this. So um, uh, Absalom was tough. You understand? Nothing was done. So Absalom, after two years, seeing David was not going to do anything, he took the laws on his own hand and he did what? He killed. Because what? What is his name? Amnon did was incest. And according to the law of Moses, a man that sleeps with someone that is related to should be killed. So he executed the law of Moses. It was just according to the letter. Praise God. And that's why you find that David didn't move against Absalom. Because David understood what Absalom did. He understood it. But Absalom, the honor that he used to have for David, what happened? Say it's nothing. How can you be a man of God anointed and you will not allow some rapist go? From that day, he began to plot to take over from his dad. His own dad. He got to a point when they that were with Absalom were more than they with David. What you see, God will always back his man. Can hear some churches, some bad thing happen. Maybe there's a scandal that broke and all, and people want to fight the pastor and stuff like that. When I always want those things, yeah, I always have certain counsels for those pastors. Yes, but, but you see, I know in the end that pastor is the spirit of God on him. Don't worry, the God called him, Abby. he will rise up back. There's nothing he can do. The judgment is not now, it will be at the judgment seat of what Christ, where we will receive. But that pastor, if he will give himself to prayer, he rise up back. There's nothing you understand what I'm saying. That's the thing. You must understand this thing. Honor. Oh, no. Everybody say honor. Oh, Ministers of God need to watch, walk properly, worthy of honor. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. Cannot be behaving anyhow. For example, you are married and you are doing to go and meet away. Let's go and, you know. Yes, sir. You get <laughs> It should be summer because you are, I can, a man, a man of God. You now brought yourself to that place. You follow what I'm saying? So you can't blame. So the man of God must walk worthy. Walk in a honorable way. So there is that one. But that's not to this service. Praise God. So walk in honor. Don't lightly esteem God's men. People that God has. So for example, someone has been and laid and person is a pastor somewhere. Alright, you honor them. Because don't think is that person, no? even that person is kangala like this. Somebody is backing that person up. Oh. Glory to God. 
Glory to God. Ha. It's backing the person up. It's backing the person up. So never lightly esteem because it is those you lightly esteem that you say anything about. For example, me, I honor Pastor Chris Oyakilome. No matter what they say about it, I can't say it against Pastor Chris Oyakilome. I hear what I'm saying. Me, I can't do. Ah, Baba Neo. Ask my wife. That's Baba. Praise God. That's Baba. Glory to God. Yes. Because I won't be here without that man. That's the truth. I won't. Or Benihin. I love Benihin. No. Pastor Benihin. I don't call him, I call him Papa Beni. Glory to God. All the laying of hands and stuff. All the styles. I learned it from Benny and Pastor Chris. Praise God. The wearing of white. But Benin, I learned it. <laughs> I remember there was a time when we were at the Avon Christian Center. I had one suit. I remember when I want, so I don't I had one cassock blue suit like this. Then we put the logo like this. It was from Benino. So I can I honor them. Why? Because God's spirit is on them. Honor. Everybody say honor. honor. Lift up your hands. Time is up. Pastor, that is on my feet. That's the message sign. sign. Can we just begin to speak in other tongues, everybody? Speak in other tongues. How many of you want to feel the manifestation of God's presence on you this morning? Let me see your hand. You want that? Speak in other tongues. Say this with me. I walk in honor. I, I give God the first place. God first always. God first always. The gospel first always. The spirit first always. The kingdom first always. Now go ahead and speak in other tongues. Talk in other tongues. Talk in tongues. Talk in tongues. Talking on that tongue. So ragadada wasata. Is anybody sick in your body? If you have any need of healing in your body, can you put your hand up? Let me see you. Need healing in your body. Put it up. Alright. No. You need healing in your body. Put your hand up. Right hand. Just your right hand. Right hand. Alright. Alright. Can you come come forward? Let me pray with you. The Lord told me to pray for those who have. Have you other person praying in other tongues? Just come here.
You have just listened to a message by Reverend Dr. Femi Olaleya of Oikea Christian Center. For other messages, visit our website at www.oikeacc.org. Remain blessed.